All right. Welcome. Uh, my first podcast. I'm a little nervous, so just bear with me. Um, so this podcast is called The Great Weird North instead of The Great White North. I am from Canada, was born and raised in Ontario in a city called, was born in Hamilton and raised in many different cities and towns all over Ontario. Um, okay, so this podcast, we're going to discuss Canadian true crime, hauntings, fun facts, every, all kinds of weird things that happen. Uh, so we're going to start today with a story about Capital Twin Cinema in Listowel, Ontario. I chose this story because it's close to where I'm from, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you about this. So the history of the building, it was built in the 1890s and was originally used as a funeral home. It became a single-screen cinema in the late 1920s with a seating capacity of 396 people, which even now that's a lot for a theater in a very small town. By 1941, it was named the Capital Cinema, and it was twinned in 1998. It closed in 2007 when the former owner went bankrupt. After it was bought and renovated by a man named Paul Peterson, it reopened in 2009, and he still owns it, and he owns several other theaters around Ontario. So, this is where it gets a little weird. Um, there was a girl named Jessie Mabel Keith, who was born December 20th, 1880, and she died October 19th, 1894, just before her 14th birthday, so she was super young. Uh, she was the daughter of William and Jane Keith, and her spirit is said to be haunting the Capitol Cinema in Listowel, Ontario. So I'll tell you about how she died. She was on an errand to buy groceries for her mother when she disappeared. Her raped and, yeah, it's a little icky. Her raped and dismembered body was found later the same day in an area known as Elmbush on the outskirts of Listowel. She was found naked with her throat slit and her abdomen slashed. She, like, again, she was not even 14 yet, so really creepy and brutal. Um, newspapers back then described Jesse's murder as the most diabolical crime ever recorded in this country. The papers described the murder that happened in broad daylight as being so gruesome that police called Scotland Yard in Great Britain to see if Jack the River was still on the loose and if he could possibly be in Canada. Uh, local police called John Wilson Murray, a detective native to Edinburgh, Scotland. He became Ontario's full first full-time criminal detective. So I don't know how much people know about Canadian television, but there's a show called The Murdoch Mysteries, and this show was based on this detective, John Wilson Murray. So eventually, Murray tracked down a man named Almeid Chatel, who was found in Erin, Ontario, with some of the victim's belongings. He was arrested on October 22nd, 1894. People called Chatel the hairy man because of his strange ape-like features, and he was a roving hairy vagrant in his 60s. Detective Murray said, quote, he indeed was horrible, hairy, human with hands like the paws of a bear, yet his voice was as gentle as his crime was brutal, unquote. In the spring of 1895, Chattel acted as his own lawyer 
at his trial in Stratford, Ontario. Once he was in jail, he confessed to the murder by stating that he was guilty and saying nothing more. While being searched, many bloodstains were found on his clothes, and he repeatedly said, quote, Let them cut me to pieces, or hang or shoot me. They have proved I did it. What is the good of delaying matters? The sooner they get it over and done with, the better, end quote. People from the area were so enraged by the crime that they didn't let anybody in the prison to visit him or talk to him unless they were part of his case. Uh, it was said in an article I read about this that people would stand outside the prison and throw rocks in through the windows and to try and hit him. The trial ended with a guilty verdict after only 10 minutes of jury deliberation. On May 31st, 1895, Chattel became the first man hanged in Perth County, Ontario. Jesse Key's father and a few dozen others witnessed the execution on what was known as Radcliffe's Jerk'em-Up Gallows. The gallows were named after Canada's first professional executioner, John Radcliffe. Okay, so that happened. She is buried at Fairview Cemetery in Listowel, Ontario, and people still go to her grave to this day and put flowers there just so that no one forgets that this happened in a very small town. So she was interned at this funeral home that later became a theater. And so some people have seen some things. <laughs> so many believe that it's Jesse's spirit and maybe others that haunt the cinema and former funeral home. Peterson, the current owner, said he never knew about the history of the place when he bought it and nobody said anything to him about it being haunted. He said after he bought it that the staff didn't waste any time telling him everything that happens there. Staff told him that you can feel Jessie's presence during movies and that she walks the halls. So I've been to this theater and there's a funny story about that. Um, so I took my friend's daughter to the theater thinking we we're going to watch the Disney movie Tangled. And so we got, I got the weeks mixed up and they were actually showing uh, the third Fockers movie. Um, the one with the kids. Little Fockers. So... I took my friend's, I think she was 10 or 11 at the time, daughter to this Capital Twin Cinema to see Tangled. We ended up watching Meet the or Little Fockers. So it was crazy. Like little kids should not watch that movie. The first thing I remember is them talking about erectile dysfunction and Ben Stiller sticking a needle into Robert De Niro's under bits. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I was Oh, she just stared at me and asked me what they were doing and I could just do nothing but laugh. Uh, anyways, okay. So <laughs> staff have told him that you can feel Jesse's presence during movies and she walks around the halls. Some staff hate closing because they have seen things they cannot explain. They feel cold and hot spots. They hear voices, catch glimpses of something out of the corner of their eye and when they turn to look, there is nothing there. And Peterson, the owner, who lives or lived above the cinema not sure if he still lives there, does not believe that the place is haunted. However, he was in his apartment watching TV one night and a picture slid down the wall. Okay, quote, a picture slid down the wall. It did not fall. It slid. I watched it. The nail it hung on was intact. The wire it was attached to was intact. Uh, end quote. Jokingly, he said, okay, whoever did that, I guess it stays on the floor. He thought it was funny and left the picture there until the next day. <laughs> So yeah, that's just 
a little bit about a theater that I've actually been to. So I haven't heard anything lately about anything that happened at the theater. I've been there a couple times. I've never seen anything or felt anything. But it is like a really old, creepy building. So it really wouldn't surprise me if there is something there. Okay, so I decided since we're talking about murder and hauntings and creepy, not so nice things, I am going to add a few fun facts about Canada at the end of every episode. So we're going to talk about, there. I have four things today. So the world's first UFO landing pad was built in 1967 in Alberta. So clearly Canadians believe there are UFOs. I'm not going to say all of them, but probably a good portion to have that built in Canada. Uh, number two, license plates in the Northwest Territories and none of it are shaped like polar bears. I wish we had that. We just have our new ones are blue and they're hard to see at night. Um, number three, Hawaiian pizza was invented in Ontario. A lot of people don't believe pineapple goes on pizza. My husband and I love it. It's delicious. And <laughs> number four, 80% of all alcohol consumed in Canada is beer which also doesn't surprise me. Although, I don't know. I know a lot of people that drink other things, but yeah, beer's pretty popular. Uh, all right, so that is it. That's just a short one for the first episode. I uh, just wanted to kind of introduce myself with a story from a town that I am near to. So we are available as of right now on Anchor and on Spotify. You can also find me on Facebook at The Great Weird North and on Instagram at The Great Weird North Podcast. We are going to have a new episode out every Thursday on Spotify and Anchor. Um, so you can also reach us by email at thegreatweirdnorth at gmail.com. So I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye.